Bob. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray. Let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m. The signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, Truman Jones is on News Radio WGNS. Now, his wife was a county commissioner. And, and you are listening to Zane, who is welcoming you. We're sitting here arguing <laughs> about something we shouldn't even argue about. Zane Cantrell, who uh, was one of our great educators, and uh, now you're educating the bees, or people that's con- who, who wants to adopt the bees. And, and, and that's really one of the best things that you can do. When we get older, we try to find something to do, and you have uh, uh, pretty much educated a ton of people right here in Rutherford County who want to start beehives. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Truman, and good morning to you. You're still wrong. (laughs) Uh, I'm what you call a hobbyist beekeeper. Uh I'm not a commercial beekeeper. I don't do this for profit. It's uh, it's a hobby to me. So you're you're giving away your honey? Is that what you're doing, Zane? (laughs) Well, I think I gave you some at one time. Yes, and it was delicious. I'll tell you that. And, of course, you're, you're not within my mile limit I, yeah. I'm, I'm about uh, what from right here I'm about eight miles away from here well what you need to have is uh, honey within 10 miles 10 to 15 miles of where you live because of floral well I am then yeah the floral is different mm-hmm. like if you live out on the edge of Rutherford County you have a different kind of honey mm-hmm. That, uh, bees. Well, I lost my honey four years ago. <laughs> well, I understand that. Yeah. But you know, with the uh, virus, the coronavirus that's a uh, pandemic that's uh, affecting all of us, it's also affecting the beekeepers organizations and beekeepers group. Yeah. We've, uh, the Rutherford County beekeepers have not had a meeting mm-hmm. since the uh, coronavirus has occurred we've had to cancel those for a lot of different reasons they you know we have anywhere from 75 to 125 people every month that showed up for our meetings Mm -hmm. and certainly uh, it'd be very difficult to uh, space everybody at least six feet apart and also we uh, we the uh, Tennessee Beekeepers Association we have our conference in October in Cookville. We've had to cancel that because uh, we, we have four or 500 beekeepers throughout the state of Tennessee that come uh, to those meetings as well. So it, it's, it's caused a difficult problem for continuing education about uh, beekeeping and the best beekeeping practices. Yeah. Now, uh You've got all of these uh, bee outfits that keep them from stinging you. Can't you wear those in, in something that you'll be used to? You know, most of us, I can't get used to wearing a mask. I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. The only mask people that I ever knew were the people trying to rob banks back uh, in my day. Yeah. Well, part of the problem is that we have to depend on these ag centers for access. And, and they have rules. They they have rules, and they're very reluctant to uh, have large groups like would be attractive. Well, you got another month. It looks like our mayor uh, has decided to uh, quarantine us for another month as far as wearing masks. I well, mean, that's, that's yeah. quarantining me, wearing this mask. That's quarantine to you, but I think that's a very wise decision on the part of the mayor is to continue to require masks whenever you're in public because we're seeing a downward spiral of the chron- coronavirus It's virus. almost gone here. Yeah, 
So it is going down, and I think uh, the best way to protect yourself has been if you're in a group, uh, even the uh, service stations, places like that, put a mask on and go in. It only takes a second. Now, being an educator, have you read the latest stats that 94% of the people who uh, uh, they say died of the coronavirus, it was not accurate. They died of, of other medical problems. Now, it, it, the thing that's bothered me is, is the inaccuracy that has been put out about this disease. And uh, to be perfectly honest with you, the best things happened to me was when I got the disease and didn't have to fool with it anymore. But uh, I will wear a mask when it's required. And uh, I think that most people do. Yeah. But, but not everybody has the same rules no matter where you go. That's right. And, and you have some that are, are uh, that if you go into, uh, say, a business or whatever, they have a, a big uh, notice there. It, you cannot enter unless you have your mask on. And, and I honor that. I, I really do. But as, as far as the wide or the broad perspective of how they're looking at it, I have a real problem, but I, you can't have anything that's mathematically certain for any of the things that they put out right now. And, and it's very difficult. And maybe as an educator, you're not like a law enforcement officer, but a law enforcement officer, uh, I don't like to lose my freedom. I really don't like losing my freedom. I like to have my choice, and in, in, in my choice is I will respect those that put out those particular notices. Well, I look at it this way. Uh, you're, you're, uh, you're not just protecting yourself. You're protecting other people. I could be a carrier asymptomatic, and that would not be good for you. Not only would you lose your freedom, you could lose your life. But people who have had the common flu didn't wear a mask, and that's one of the ways that they could uh, give it up. Maybe I shouldn't say that, because <laughs> once they start, the flu starts going out, they're going to have to wear a mask for that, maybe the mask for measles and all the other uh, diseases. And people will say, well, you know, I had uh, someone who was deathly uh, affected by the, the, the virus, but how many, I, I say back, you know, most people are not. They really aren't. And, and uh, you take freedoms away from those type people who, who uh, uh, have a way of their, their body defends them where, where others are. And it, it just, I'm not used to it, I guess. I'm well, an old man and I've been through, <laughs> I've, I've gone through all these diseases and even polio and, and during TB, those particular times. I mean, all those type diseases, yeah. and I'm still here. Yeah. Well, we've you've been very lucky and very careful. I've been I've, blessed. Yeah. I've had uh, the flu a couple of times, and I can recall one time I really had a bad case of the flu, Truman. You know, and it took me at least a month to get over it, to get back to where I was. And being a runner and uh, an active person, that's pretty bad to be. You, you should have been lifting heavy weights. Like yeah, I, I guess did. I should have. Yeah, but I, I take it serious. I, I do wear the mask every opportunity. You have to take it serious. Yeah. But but you don't uh, have to lose your freedoms while you're taking. Well, it serious. I don't think I'll see it that way. That I'm losing my freedom. Uh, it's respect for others as well as myself and my family. I don't want to get this stuff and have to be quarantined for my family for at least a couple of weeks. So, and to protect The isolation well. is the worst part of it. It really is because most people, uh, you've seen the stats on this also, that what it's doing to your mind has, has really affected you more than what the virus is doing to your body. Yeah. So once you do that, I mean, you're, you're eliminating uh, something that maybe is affecting other people, but then you're you're pretty much uh, um, taken over by the mental condition that you have as far as being quarantined. Yeah. There's a lot of people that they really can't adjust to that type of situation. Yeah. Well, one thing for sure, if you're out there working with bees, you don't have to worry about wearing a mask. That's, see, that's, that's what I was worrying about now. 
I do worry about that. When you're out there with those bees and you don't have a mask on, couldn't that somehow affect the, the love of your life, the bees at that time? No, I don't think. There's no evidence that uh, bees or any other uh, mm -hmm. kind of uh, creature would, could get this virus. So yeah. uh, that, that, That's an ideal thing for you, uh, bees. Uh, it, it really has brought another uh, positive thing into your life, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It's, it's, it's so interesting to watch these creatures, how they live, how they react, mm -hmm. uh, how they uh, just provide something for humans. Mm -hmm. No other insect in this world does that provides enough food for them and enough food for us. So it's the only one in this whole world that does that. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but it, it pollinates uh, throughout the community. Yeah. Whatever, trees, apple trees, uh, all kinds of fruit trees, mm -hmm. all kinds of, uh, any kind of flowering tree. Mm -hmm. It pollinates them and makes them a better a better growth and makes the whole community a better community because of the way that it goes about pollinating. Are there other insects that pollinate? There are, but there's no other insect that pollinates the way that honeybees do. Yeah. They are the le legitimate, wonderful <laughs> insect of the world that does all of the pollination. Mm -hmm. Now here is why, I'm gonna give you a little example of this, and I may have uh, said this before. When a honeybee is working a particular crop or a particular tree or a particular orchard, it, it stays there until all of the nectar is gone. It pollinates it, it doesn't go anywhere else. Yeah. Where other insects, like let's, let's take uh, a bumblebee. Mm -hmm. If a bumblebee is working a particular crop, he, he'll work that for maybe one day and he'll jump over to something else and something else again. But honeybees stick with it for the entire duration of that crop. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's one of the reasons that farmers want you to bring in honeybees uh, to pollinate their crops, where other kinds of uh, bees do not do that or insects do not stick with it like honeybees and that's the real value of honeybees what is the area that a uh, not a bumblebee but a a honeybee how far will they range in that area yeah they they claim that uh, the people who study that see up to five miles wow. in any direction yeah so you're looking at several square miles that uh, you're, uh, you're, you're working, the bees that are working. So from uh, like my apiary, I'll say I'll have 10 hives there. Mm -hmm. They'll be going in all different directions. They don't all go the same way. Uh, the, but they all come back to the same They hive. come back to the same house. They don't get mixed up. If yeah. I have 10 sitting side by side, they come to theirs. They don't come to anyone else's. They, when they first come out, they orient themselves to their beehive. Mm -hmm. They fly up and down and look at it in all different directions before they go out foraging. And so they know exactly where they live. So you can imagine in that five mile radius that all of these bees, you're talking about over a million honeybees that are going out pollinating everything in that community. Mm -hmm. That's why it is so important to everybody that we have our honeybees uh, located where they are yeah. to keep the pollination, to keep our community looking great. And that's one thing that I can do for the community that uh, maybe I could not do for anyone else is mm -hmm. that keeping those bees and keeping them active in the area where I live, up to five miles in any direction. Did you see many swarms this year? I did not. Uh, then that's not a good sign. No, it's not. But I, I didn't see many last year either. This this past this year and last year, there there may have been a lot of uh, swarms, 
but people stayed in. They were quarantined in, mm -hmm. and I don't think they got out as much where you would normally notice that a, a swarm of bees happened to be in your backyard. So uh, each year I usually have a 10 to 15 calls for swarms in mm -hmm. people's yards. This year I maybe had uh, six, five or six. Now, so, a swarm can get in your house. Yes, they can. You don't want that. Yeah. Now, when a swarm shows up in your backyard, they're looking for a home. They're looking for a place, a small place where they can uh, set up housekeeping, mm -hmm. so to speak. And uh, what you want to do as a homeowner, as soon as you see that swarm, you call a beekeeper to come and get them. Because yeah. once they get into your house, you've got another whole problem that you're dealing with. Now myself, I do, I, I do that free of charge. I come to people and I pick up the, uh, the bees, their swarms, and uh, it saves them a lot of trouble. It could get into one of their garages or uh, into their house as mm -hmm. far as that's concerned. A lot of times they get into the attic and then you've got a whole different problem of getting them out. Yeah, a bee is not really dangerous unless they feel like that you're a threat to them. Yes, that's right. They are, they're not dangerous at all uh, unless you are uh, allergic to bee stings. Then yeah. you have to be careful about any kind of bee, not a hunt, just a honeybee, a wasp, or any bee yeah. if you're allergic to it. But uh, by and large, honeybees do not attack. Uh, as a matter of fact, they see a human, they try to avoid contact with humans. Because they will die after they Yes, sting. that's right. They, they understand that once they sting, that ends their life. They understand that. That's yeah. instinct on the part of that honeybee. And uh, now, if you are kicking their beehive, you know, you're, <laughs> you're attacking their home, yeah. they will get kind of upset about that. Yeah, I, I was watching a movie the other night, and I'd seen it before, right, over here at Premier Six, and uh, uh, My Girl was the name of the movie. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. Well, Macaulay Culkin is one of these people that's allergic to the, those types of things, and uh, uh, he, he tries to do something for his little friend, and they're very young, and uh, he goes over and finds her little ring that she's lost, but while he did it, uh, the nest had had been knocked down and uh, they stung him and, and uh, he, he, he didn't make it back. So uh, it, it is based, uh, based on some knowledge of stings where it can be fatal to yes. those people that uh, have that uh, yeah. uh, allergy to it. Yeah, now the African bee is a lot more progressed, uh, aggressive yeah. than the, the bees that we have around here. Like if my bees get upset, they might chase me 10 feet away from the hive. That's can, about can, it. Can, can, would you call me? I'd love to. I would like to see that run. <laughs> and, it, uh, it, it would be shorter than yeah, that six-mile run. You African do. bees, they've been known to, to uh, chase a person a half a mile away. So that, that's a big difference in the aggressive. You know, the bees that we have here are mostly Italians, and they're not aggressive at all. Hmm. They, they don't follow you, even if you're out there without a uh, bee suit on and uh, you, you happen to get in their way, they'll chew you away. They, they might run into you, but not sting, just to get you away from their hive if you get too close to it. Now, you said they're mostly Italian bees around yeah. here. Yes. How can you tell the difference between one bee? How many different uh, types of bees are there? There are, there are several different types. Uh, oh. There are Russian bees. There are what we call Italian bees. There are Australian bees. Uh, there, there are several other different types. I, I would say there are major types of bees, at least 10 different kinds. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've tried almost all of them, and I, I, I per personally like the Italian bees. They are uh, really Do they do hard. better right here? They do the... better in our part of the country. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they work very hard. They, they produce a lot of honey, mm -hmm. and that's what 
what I want. I'm not out here trying to do anything else with them. Mm -hmm. Now you take a uh, Russian bee, uh, they're not as productive, but they're, they are probably resistant to a lot of viruses that the Italian bee is not. So, hmm. you know, you trade off on what you want. Yeah. Now you are uh, a, a teacher also, not just in the education process in in, in the schools and things like that, but you, you uh, people who want to get into the bee business or, or the hobby of, of raising bees, uh, you counsel them and you're one of the people that gets them started and, and educates them on how to properly take care of the bees. Well, I try to do that for anybody that needs help. I'll go to wherever they have their bees. Okay, what what are they doing now, now that everybody is kind yeah, of separated? Yeah, it's, it's difficult. Usually you make those uh, commitments mm -hmm. at the uh, Rudford Beekeepers Association where you have new beekeepers coming in. So it's very difficult. Now I do get some calls from people who are uh, asking questions, but I'm certainly, and along with a lot of other beekeepers, well willing to mentor anyone who, who needs help in beekeeping. So we try to continue doing that even though we don't have uh, meetings every month. And uh, I always tell people who are wanting to start up beekeeping, the first thing you need to do is start coming to the Rutherford County Beekeepers Association. Do you have this, an idea when it's going to open? Well, up this again? pandemic's not going to last forever. And part of the, as I say, part of the problem is uh, meeting the rules of the ag centers where most of us meet. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I, I think this thing. Can you is, pick another, uh, another place venue? Or? <laughs> we may have to do that, <clears throat> but uh, I think this thing is going to. They're going to have a virus, some kind of vaccine for this virus. So uh, yeah, I think they've got three right now that yeah. they're testing real hard. Yeah. I think uh, uh, those that are in the United States. Uh, those are the ones that I'm really interested in. I certainly don't want any of the Russian or the or the uh, uh, Chinese vaccines. I want I want a good old American vaccine. Do you, you think Putin may have uh, 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 solved the problem? He'll he'll send everything he can over here to the United States. <laughs> Be like the guy that was his uh, enemy. Well, one one thing for sure, he's not a friend of the United States. So. No, he's not. And, and neither is any nor, Russian nor, country. Yeah. And, and when you get down or socialist country, we're 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 just we're we're almost like an island all by ourselves. Except the the island keeps having volcanic eruptions. It looks like in places like Oregon and Washington. Yeah, that that is strange to me. Why out in Oregon? You would think that that, that would be a. It's been that way for years. It has it. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't realize that yeah. until I saw all of this that's been taking place. Yeah, I, th I think I think it depends on where the uh, immigrants come from and where they decide to go. Because if you get a large group, you're almost um, automatically elected elected to Congress or Senate or or whatever that uh, they decide to call home. You might say. Well, I always thought that that was a place where people were. Uh, conservative and uh, no boy I, I was really shocked to see yeah. all of the uh, this right here that we're sitting in and we live in is probably one of the most conservative areas we still believe in our country yeah. we we believe we we thank veterans for what they've done we thank law enforcement what they've done to protect us and, and, and you see how calm and quiet it is and how everybody seems to get along mm -hmm. and uh, we actually like to smile at our neighbors and if they need anything we'll go over and help them it's, it's just uh, uh, it, it's like living in heaven it really is <laughs> well the south is certainly different from any other part of the country that yes, i've it, been in yes it is and tennessee is different too it's it is a different place yeah and but of course right. of course we're we're three sections in tennessee yeah and and, and uh 
our area is probably one of the more conservatives, but have you ever noticed that the larger a city gets, the less conservative it is? It's amazing. Well, uh, yeah, I've, the, many of the cities are, are uh, that way. Yeah, so, yeah. Not to be criticizing them, I don't mean that at all. There's Avon Lane. Thank you very much, Avon. And I'm going to take this over to Bill Allen. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Avon uh, went out and, and uh, fixed up a CD for Bill Allen. Of course, he was on my show. He and Ida Lee were on last week. Yeah. And uh, he's a, there's one of our World War II heroes. And he also uh, was a prominent figure over at Merceboro Electric. And uh, he was president of the uh, golfing thing over there and whatever you call that. He's a true hero. Yes, he is. And uh, it is so sad that we see so many of our World War II veterans have passed on. It's, uh, of course, and they're still young. Frank yeah, Hayes they are. is only 95. Yeah, and Bill that's and, still young. Uh, 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 Robert Stroop, uh, uh, Kittrell Boy, yeah. who, who uh, I always love these guys. I mean, they're just special. And to listen to them, I used to listen to Fane Haynes quite often. He, he would call me up late at night. And we'd sit there and, and talk about some of those um, heroic things that they did over the years. Well, if you uh, eat your honey every day, uh, at least a teaspoon, you have a good chance to live in to be 100 or older. Now, let me tell you something. And uh, we were talking about this before we went on the air. I work out a hard cardio workout an hour a day. But... By the time I get home, take a shower, drink some chocolate milk to get me back going a little bit, I lose my energy even after I eat over here at Sylvan Park. I think, is, a, is there a certain thing as you overdo something as you get over? I don't think so. I okay. don't think you're overdoing it. I think you're doing the right thing. Just keep on working out even if you do get tired. That's normal. Yeah. But let me also say, Take a teaspoon of honey a day. Now, should I take the teaspoon teaspoon of honey in the morning early? It doesn't matter. It doesn't anytime. matter. Now, anytime. what does it do for you? It's got a lot of nutrients in it that you can't find in anything else. Huh. It has antioxidants in it uh -huh. that you can't find in any other produce. And that helps to, you know what I mean by that, it helps to... Uh, uh, to to uh, keep cancer off of your body, and that's a big killer of all of yeah. us old people. What about the pandemic? I don't think I don't know if that would have any. Well, the bees are not getting it. So, no, it's so not. It, so, so it's it, got to help. So it, it it's not going to hurt. That's for sure. A, Take a teaspoon. What, what, Let it, me tell you, everybody. It's very. It's 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 like sugar, though, yeah. right? No, no. No? No, it's not like sugar. It's a different kind of sweetener yeah. than anything else. Okay. It's not like getting granulated sugar and putting it into your mouth. It's different from that. Now, if you have diabetes, you need to talk to your doctor about that before you start a regimen of honey. Um, most doctors will tell you it'll be helpful. But I'll tell you this, those who are living, listening, if you want to stay healthy, wealthy and wise, take a teaspoon of honey a day. Now, I've, I've preached that for a long time. Did Mary Poppins say honey or did a spoonful of sugar a day? She said a spoonful of sugar, but yeah. she meant honey. Okay. Because pure sugar is not that, not that good for no, you. No, it's that not. Healthy. It's not. So it's there are all it. kinds of ways that you can sweeten up your food. Yeah, you can sweeten it up with honey. Uh, it doesn't take near as much to sweeten it up by using honey as opposed to sugar. Mm -hmm. And it's whole, it's 100% better for you. And it lasts forever, right? And it you does. put it in a big jar. That's right. It, it may change shapes, but it lasts well, forever. Well, you know, the, all honey will crystallize at some point. But yeah. all you have to do is warm it up. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt it to crystallize. As a matter of fact, I have a lot of my customers that tell me that they like it crystallized better because they take it and put it in their coffee or their tea mm -hmm. or their oatmeal. And, it, and it, so it makes no difference whether it's crystallized or not. 
but it, it bothers me when I hear people say, oh, it crystallized and I threw it away. Uh -oh. Don't do that. It doesn't hurt honey to crystallize. Just warm it up. As a matter of fact, now, <laughs> this most people won't believe this, but in the Egyptian tombs, they found honey. The, the Egyptians were big producers of honey, hmm. and they found it in these Pharaoh tombs, and they warmed it up, and it tastes just like it was new. And this is honey that's thousands of years old. So uh, They were you, way ahead of us. If, if, they're, uh, if, if I put a... Uh, you know, a quart of honey inside my casket, would that be a smart idea? Well, I, I don't think it'll hurt. I don't think that'll help you either. You <laughs> don't think so? <laughs> well, Probably you know, I'm doing late. everything else. Yeah. But that, that, would, you, would you happen to know what type of bee those were that uh, they would uh, bury inside their tomb or, or encrypt whatever? What kind of bee or yeah. honey? No, what kind of bees? Oh, I didn't know that they buried bees in the. No, I'm not talking about burying bees. I'm talking about which bees produce the honey that's that they take they, with them. They were Egyptian bees. Egyptian? There is yeah. an Egyptian. Yeah, that's bee. right. That, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be <laughs> right back with Zane. And Cameron. we'll answer that question a little better. All right. <laughs> From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSradio.com. Now's the time to start teaching good financial habits to your children, and we're here to help. Hi, I'm Nancy with Heritage South Community Credit Union. Our brand new Chipmunk and Squirrel Saver accounts help your child learn how to save and reward them for regular deposits or good grades. Our team cash accounts help your team learn to manage their money wisely and have options to build their credit. To learn more, visit our website, HeritageSouth.org, insured by the NCUA. All right, guys, I've been going to Low T Center for quite some time. You know, prioritizing your health now is more important than ever, not only to build your immune system, but to address any chronic health issues you may have. I recommend Low T Center. They exclusively specialize in men's wellness and follow strict medical guidelines for your health and safety. Low T Center has reinvented the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone. It starts with an annual wellness exam where they do a comprehensive health assessment. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, noticed weight gain, loss of muscle mass, they could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. Low T Center can determine the cause and help. Now they even offer monitored self-injected home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety. At Low T Center, most insurance is accepted. Book your annual wellness exam or annual physical today. Go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street or call 896 Tire. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential. They're open. They're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Our people, that's the difference. Maples Realty and Auction. I'm Betsy Maples-Taylor with Maples Realty and Auction Company in Murfreesboro. It's a great time to book an auction. Dates are filling up fast for fall auctions. The Maples team will come to your property and do a free, no-obligation analysis to determine if an auction is the best option for you. For more information, visit MaplesRealtyandAuction.com or call 615-896-4740. Maples Realty and Auction. This portion of the show brought to you by Mapco. How do you feel about two for three dollar Lay's or Cheetos? What about regular M&Ms for only a dollar? These are just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mapco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app to earn points toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app is available for both iPhones and Androids. Stop by and save at your local Mapco today. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. 
With a long holiday weekend coming up, the Tennessee Department of Transportation is stopping all lane closure activity. Officials say they want to ensure travelers get to their destinations quickly and safely without road construction delays. There'll be some areas where workers will still be on site, so drivers are advised to obey speed limits. Lane closure activity will stop at noon on Friday and run through 6 o'clock Tuesday morning. MTSU will be closed Monday, September 7th for the Labor Day holiday. All business and department offices will be closed and no classes will be held. Offices will reopen Tuesday, September 8th at 8 a.m. and classes resume at their regular times that day. During Labor Day weekend, certain buildings will be open for full or partial hours. Find out a list of those and when they'll be open on our website. A couple of other pre-holiday notes. The COVID-19 pandemic can be very confusing for travelers. AAA has rolled out a variety of free COVID-19 information resources to give travelers some peace of mind. Safe driving tips, pandemic protocols at hotels and motels, and COVID-19's effects on rest stops and restaurants are all covered. Full details, again, on WGNSRadio.com. A Tennessee doctor says this flu season may be mild. Vanderbilt University's Division of Infectious Diseases Director, Dr. David Aronoff, says that the things people are doing to prevent the spread of the coronavirus could also limit the flu. He says in Australia, where the flu arrives earlier than in the States, it's been mild so far. Experts say the viruses are similar and that they're both respiratory illnesses. News on demand 24-7 at WGNSRadio.com or on Twitter at WGNSRadio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer, host of the Truman Show live broadcast. Food is ready-made. It's hard work, but you got to enjoy the people, and you just have to enjoy what you do. If those two things come into play, then it's not that hard, I don't think. Open Monday through Saturday at 6.30 for breakfast and lunch, Thursdays and Fridays for dinner. Have you changed your menu very much since you've been here? No, sir. If it's working, just keep doing it. Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad, across from the Ford dealer. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms here this afternoon with partial sunshine developing in a high around 90. Southwest winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 78. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes for Premier Six Theater. They're now open. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSRadio.com. All right, Zane Cantrell, uh, tell me with the, the, the virus scare that's going on, and you, you, you know how I feel about it. But how do you reach out to the prospective uh, beekeepers, the ones that, that want to have the bees produce the honey for them and they take care of the bees? How do they get in touch with anybody right now? Well, one of the things that we're trying to do is uh, through Zoom have some uh, programs. And uh, we do have a web uh, site. So uh, in listing of the uh, beekeepers, mm-hmm. and we also, it's listed on the Ag Center, mm-hmm. uh, the, the names and telephone numbers of uh, where you can call and get uh, assistance. So uh, peop- most people are on the Internet now, so that's one of the best ways that you can get a hold of a beekeeper and uh, get help and uh, advised. What about the telephone? Well, you know, we don't use the telephone like we used to. I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's... Uh, I don't do computer like... Yeah, that's in the past. Yeah. Uh, get a lot of text messages. No, I do text them. Yeah. So you how do, do they text you? They, uh, they can get that off of the uh, 
website over at the Ag Center or the uh, Rutherford County Beekeepers Association. Mm -hmm. And that way they can text me. That's, uh, Nobody has a phone book anymore. I know it. You, there's it no phone book. It doesn't make any. You, at least some of these businesses should just have kept the, you know, the landline like yeah. we all used to. I was talking to people the other day, and they remember their very first telephone number back in in the old days. Yeah. Well, one of the thing about the telephone book, though, it doesn't list you as a beekeeper, but if you go on the websites. Uh, like Tennessee Beekeepers Association, yeah. Rutherford Beekeepers Association, and also the Ag Centers, it lists you as a beekeeper. Mm -hmm. So that's how most people come up with uh, all of uh, the beekeepers who <laughs> wish to uh, help. Now, not everybody is that way. We have uh, maybe 15 or 20 that are listed on these sites that mm -hmm. you can call up. That people who live close to you, you know, they it kind of... Uh, like if you live out in uh, Las Casas, the best thing to do is find a beekeeper out there, and then mm -hmm. you can go on these websites and find that, mm -hmm. and that uh, makes it easier for that beekeeper and uh, also the new person that wants to get into beekeeping to, uh, to get together. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, that, it is expensive. It is not inexpensive to be a beekeeper. No, I never thought of that. Yeah, there, there's equipment that you have to buy, that mm -hmm. you have to get. Sometimes you can find use, good used equipment, mm -hmm. but it's getting scarce to find that anymore. Mm. And uh, when you do, uh, you better grab it while you can. Uh, also, when I first But the guys that, like you and, and Greg, of course, uh, you guys um, are there to help the people. Does that help the a person who wants to get into the business who may not have a, a lot of money, but uh, once once they get the all the things that they need to do from somebody who has gone through all this, it, it, it makes it easier on them, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yes, it does. And that's why the... Uh, to get a mentor beekeeper is so essential yeah. if you are a new beekeeper. Uh, some people feel like, well, I'm just going to get one hive of bees. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not a good idea. Uh, you need to get at least two. Why? And the reason for that is if one, one bee hive gets weak, mm -hmm. you can take uh, brood from, one of, from your stronger beehive and put it into your weaker beehive. So they work together in tandem that way, and that way it makes them a stronger, both of them a stronger beehive. Now, would you have one or two queens, or how would no, that work? No, you wouldn't, you wouldn't pull a queen out. Yeah. You're assuming that the queen is there and strong, so uh, what, what you're doing is pulling out brood, in other words, bees, mm -hmm. baby bees, to go into the other one so that they'll have more bees that are being hatched out. How so, many hours would you spend a week uh, with your bees? Well, that depends on the time of the year. Like yeah. this time of the year, I spend, I'm always in the bees uh, at least 15 to 20 hours a week. Uh, and then like in the spring, you spend several days during yeah. the week. And in the fall, now here's the thing about it. We're getting a lot of good rain right now, Truman. And that's too much for me. Well, I know, but my, that's, my grass is a foot high right yeah, now. But that's good for the vegetation out All right. there. Yeah. So the fall vegetation that the bees depend on to get fall honey is out there now. It's, mm -hmm. it's starting to bloom. And what I'm talking about is goldenrod. Goldenrod's going to be big. Wildflowers mm. are going to be big. Fall wildflowers. Mm -hmm. And also ragweed. Now, all these things I hate that you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I know, about. but it's. My, my sinuses get all crazy. Yeah, but that's why you need to be taking that fall honey. Yeah. That's the best. That helps? That helps. That's okay. the best for you. Why? Because it's got a lot of goldenrod and ragweed in it. Mm -hmm the the uh, honey does yeah the pollen you're gonna have little bits of pollen in your honey mm -hmm. and that's what you want in order to uh, have uh, the fall honey mm -hmm. so those people who have allergies I really think the fall honey is best for them not 
all honey is good. I'm not saying that. But if you have, if you really want to do something about your allergies, try the fall honey. Because why? Goldenrod and ragweed tear up our sinuses. Yes, they do. They do. And uh, unfortunately, the medication you get also leaves you drowsy. But honey doesn't. Hmm. And so that's, that is a good uh, uh, way to combat the... Uh, I've run out of honey. Where do I get honey right now? Well, right now I'm out. Uh, all of my friends that I know of uh, are out. There are a few out there that still have some. Mm -hmm. But I will be pulling some pretty soon for the fall honey. Yeah. I've got some customers that are just begging for honey. And uh, as soon as uh, the, the uh, goldenrod blooms out and give them a little time to start uh, collecting nectar from that, those types of floral, then mm -hmm. we'll have some more honey. Now, uh, I've heard different uh, uh, opinions, I guess. Do honeybees get used to their uh, owner and do, do they uh, kind of feel like a dog sitting on your front porch? They're not going to bother you. They love you. But somebody that they're not used to, uh, sometimes they may bite or attack them. What about honeybees? I think honeybees do get used to you a little bit, mm -hmm. but they still have that instinct. Mm -hmm. If their hive is being attacked, uh, or they perceive that it's being attacked, that I'm looking into it and I don't have any smoke with me, uh, they get a little irritated at me still. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yes, I can walk around over my apiary and uh, not see any aggression from my bees. But you might walk through it, and uh, one of those bees might come over and take a look at you and see what you're doing there. Because hmm. they have an instinct, a smell they, that they pick up. Those, those are instincts that the bees have. So yes, I think to a certain extent, but not like animals, not like a dog or a cat. That get used to you. Yeah. It's completely different. You have to remember and respect bees. They are a wild creature, and they're going to stay wild no yeah. matter if you have them in your apron. They may be one of the most respected of all creatures, and, and because one of the thing is they they do so much work for us, and, and they're a busy animal. And and around through here. Um, we like those type of animals, and, and it, it does, um, you know, I have respected them all my life ever since I stepped on one uh, in a clover field many years ago with bare feet, and, and uh, I paid for that little discretion. That happens to us a lot of times when we're out barefooted in, in a clover field. Or there is, bees are not going to sting you unless you smash them. Uh, I, when I'm working my bees, a lot of times I don't have a glove on, and uh, I'll have accidentally mash one of them with my finger, and I'll get a sting. Yeah. But. Uh, and of course, the stinger's right there in, in yeah, your finger or whatever. Yeah, but that, it, it does. It, I've had so many stings now uh, that it doesn't swell or it doesn't hurt. It yeah. stings just for a little bit. That's why we call it a sting. Mm -hmm. But outside of that, uh, I'm used to it. But I, a lot of times I work my bees, and I'll work them for weeks at a time, and I'll not, even, not get a sting at all. Uh, they seem to realize what I'm doing. I'm there to collect a lot of their produce. Yeah. And you don't want your bees to get honey what we call honey bound too much honey in there so and so I think they can over they uh, can overproduce. wow they'll be they'll they, if uh, you don't have enough supers on them at a certain time that they're pulling a lot of honey they'll they'll pack that honey in all sections of the hive and that's not good for them well i've always wondered because i kind of worried about them a little bit because when the beekeeper goes in and and takes a lot of the, the honey out. It, it, I always wondered if, if that would 
bother their uh, maybe even life expectancy? I don't know. It doesn't, but you have to be careful not pull too much. Hmm. Uh, I always make sure that they have plenty of honey left, uh, and I put supers on top of them yeah. to make sure that these are the only ones that I'm going to pull. If they don't fill up those supers, I don't pull them. So what is the life expectancy of a bee? Well, in the summertime, uh, 30 to 45 days. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, they work, they work from sunup to sundown. They work themselves to death in the summertime. And uh, that's why the queen needs to be raising at least 1,000 to 1,500 bees a day. Mm. So you, you, you're a beehive, you want it to get up to anywhere from 50 to 75,000 bees. Now you remember uh, the reason you need that many bees is half of them stay in the hive where half of them go out foraging, bringing in the nectar. So they you have the workers yeah. who are going out. That's right. They're, they're foragers, those yeah. workers are. And they're going out and they're getting the nectar, they're bringing it back and they hand it off to the bees that are already in the hive, and they're the ones that take it and pack it into the comb. Now, are, the, are there different types of bees that actually go out and forage, and then the ones who are basically protecting the hive, um, are, are they different in they're, their structure or anything? No, they're not, they're the same. But here's what happens. Uh, the bees hatch out, mm -hmm. the baby bees hatch out, they've become what we call nursery bees. Okay. They feed the other bees. Now, as the nursery bees live for there and doing that for about two weeks, they become what we call house bees. Okay. They do all the cleaning, anything in the, in the house that doesn't need to be there, they pitch it out. Mm -hmm. Dead bees, a bee that dies, happen to die in the hive, they pitch it out. Uh, sick bees, they get rid of them. Uh, they, uh, then they become what we call foragers. It's mm -hmm. the first time. They do that for about two or three weeks, and then they become uh, foragers or workers. Mm -hmm. And then they get, come out and they orient themselves to the beehive that they've been in. That's the first time they've ever been out of it. Mm -hmm. So then for the rest of their life, they become workers or foragers yeah does anybody any of the bees not do anything there's no bees that don't do that are not there for a purpose they won't live long anyway they don't they don't yeah. they won't uh, they they all have a purpose and they go about doing that now if there are bees in the hive that are not there for that purpose they get rid of them yeah uh, so <laughs> It may sound uh, aggressive on their part, but that, that's the way they survive. The most important. Do you think we can learn anything from I bees? I don't know if we do or not, but you take a bee uh, that happens to get some poison, for example, okay. and he gets sick. That bee will leave the hive and go as far away from the hive as he can get. Hmm. just to protect that hive. Wow. So they, they have an instinct for that, uh, to be pr very protective of the hive. It's not the individual that counts, hmm. but the whole hive is what's important. Wow. You, you, you know, we've all heard stories of, of some of the Indian tribes, and when one of the uh, um, uh, warriors kind of gets older or whatever, that warrior will leave the tribe and, and, and never come back. And it, it, it's amazing that uh, um, it, I, I can't even imagine how those things happen. And I think it also happens in Alaska and places like that. So the humans are not that different from the, the, the type of uh, um, animals or whatever that uh, they have their own structure. Isn't it amazing how God set us up that way? Well, you take, uh, and I don't know about some of the other uh, insects that we're talking about, but the critters, they have an instinct about them. Yeah. They, I'm not sure 
if they think like we do. I'm sure they don't think like we do. But they have Thank goodness for them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the, like the honeybees, they have an instinct about what they're doing and what they're uh, supposed to do. Yeah. And that's in their DNA, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, that they're born with that. So it's not something that other bees teach them. They just they just know that that's what their role is. That's what they're supposed to do. For example, you take a honeybee that goes out and he finds a, a place where there's a lot of nectar. He comes back to the hive. He, she, comes back to the hive and tells the other bees. So he's a it. scout. Yeah. Yeah. So he tells the other bees exactly where it is, mm -hmm. what direction, and that's all instinct on their part. And so those other bees uh, listen to that one and heads out to the same spot. So those are all, they, that's something that's not taught. It's yeah. something that's an instinct on the part of the bee. Do, do you guys, when you were a principal in, in, in the schools, do, do you guys really teach a lot of what nature does for us uh, as individuals? It, it, it's, um, it, it seems like that that's one thing that could broaden the education process because it is, uh, it, it is needed, isn't it? Yes, it is, and we do that through our science curriculum. Mm -hmm. And another thing, I've noticed uh, a lot of our teachers are asking for beekeepers to come into their classroom. They, at least they were before the pandemic hit. And I realize you can't do that uh, anymore. Uh, but Why can't you? Well, because... Uh, They're back in school. Yeah, but the, you're afraid. <laughs> you don't want to bring a lot of different people into the school, so they're very careful about that. Yeah. But anyway, we, we used to have... Uh, a lot of calls for beekeepers to come into the classroom to uh, give presentations. And we still have that, and that's still going to be very uh, important. And we even have some teachers who want to set up observation hives mm -hmm. in their school. And we can do that, and uh, we have done that. We're doing, we're, we provide, the Rutherford Beekeepers Association has provided a lot of curriculum into the libraries, mm -hmm. really good types of uh, uh, curriculum that the kids can see and understand mm -hmm. without having bees in there. And we're, tr we're going about providing those kinds of uh, materials for the libraries of every school in Rutherford County. You know, that would be uh, a great little trip for the the kids to take to go out and visit some of, of these uh, hives and with the bees and 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 listen to the beekeeper and, and understand I have always been able to learn things better when I am actually involved in, in something like that yeah I get calls uh, sometimes from uh, classrooms who want to come out mm -hmm. and, and uh, visit my apiary and I'm always glad to do that. We've yeah. had some to come out and do that. They, uh, they, uh, it's pretty safe. It's not the only thing that I would caution anybody about. If they are allergic to a bee yeah. sting, don't yeah. take that chance. It yeah. probably would never happen because I'd, we don't have the kids getting that close to the bees, but you never know what accident could happen yeah so uh, we do uh, have that we've had classrooms to come out and visit our apiary and uh, we give them uh, a little bit of information that way and mm -hmm. I think it's important to kids to get a very well-rounded education not just in the classroom but also field trips outside of the classroom yeah and and you can uh, uh, bake some biscuits for them and uh, put honey on the biscuits and uh, a little, uh, m maybe a little butter while you're at it. That would be good. That would be nice for all the schools in Rutherford County to come out to your home and where you have your bees are 
and, and, and let you provide all of that. I, I would love to see that. In fact, I would make a trip out there. <laughs> <laughs> to, to watch that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a little I'm being more mean ambitious. To, I'm being mean to you right <laughs> now. A little more ambitious than what I could handle. Yeah. But I, I don't know about making the biscuits, but I could share a little honey with them. Yeah. You know, these little plastic spoons. Yeah, a, a spoon, uh, actually honey is one of those things, it doesn't need anything else. No. Just, just a taste of it is just yeah. unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah. And I make these great biscuits, but I, I don't think I could make a... a I bet what, your wife 40, could. 40,000? <laughs> hey, is that all? <laughs> oh, life's good. Yeah, it, it really is. is, it is. is. Is there anything that we missed that you needed to say today? Well, no, just to, you know, the important thing is that a lot of our meetings have been canceled because of the pandemic. Yeah. But we're still out there. You can still find us on uh, uh, on web pages. Mm -hmm. So if you need help, beekeepers are uh, certainly willing to mentor anyone or help you to get into this. Now, this pandemic's not going to last forever, and we will start our meetings back up. And we hope that... Uh, I thought the pandemic was over with. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know how it is. Uh, but that when that's over with, we'll get back to our meetings, and that's a good spot. That's a good place. Yeah, it is. And uh, it's a good time to, uh, in November or December, to order your bees for this spring. Mm -hmm. That's when you would put your order in. And... Uh, you want to uh, you would order now for the bees in no, the spring? I would say yeah I, I would say in uh, November yeah put your order in because there if you wait too late uh, you could lose out and not find any so there are a lot of uh, different places that uh, catalogs that you can order bees mm -hmm. from and they mail them to you or you can go pick them up we do have some beekeepers here in Rutherford County that uh, have been developing bees. Jimmy a Haley is one up here, lives up at Triune. Mm -hmm. Tom Hartley is another one. No, Tom Well. Yeah, he, uh, he provides bees for those people. So put an order in early, as early as you can for them so they can uh, make sure that they would have them for you for this spring. What's the chance of maybe somebody is ready to uh, get out of the bee business. That's one of the beekeepers right now. Well, there's, would, would they um, would they advertise, or how would they get together with somebody? Well, one of the things that they would do is uh, have their bees inspected by a state inspector oh, to wow. make sure that there are no diseases. Uh -huh. Then you can advertise that they would be uh, up for sale. So it's all protected all the way oh, down the yes, line. Oh yes, yes, yes. You don't want to buy bees that are not inspected yeah uh, all these places where i'm talking about they have their bees inspected to make mm -hmm. sure that there are no viruses or nothing that, that they don't have sick bees you don't yeah. want to buy a bunch of bees and two or three months they all die on you yeah. so you do have them there are several inspectors here in the middle tennessee area you have your bees inspected and uh, they're they're certified. You get a you get a certificate that's showing that they have been inspected. Yeah. And uh, uh, Tom Hartley, he had the uh, inspector from uh, Nashville to come up and checked out all of his bees. The reason I know that I went over and watched them do that, and they did that back in like in February or March. It was cold and it was raining, mm -hmm. but it, if it's uh, 40 degrees or above, they'll come and inspect them. That's an amazing coincidence. You and Tom are both ex-principals here in, here in the city. That's well, Yeah, I, I, you know, Tom Hartley is probably one of the uh, smartest beekeepers that I know of. Mm -hmm. He's really a, a great beekeeper, and he's taught me a lot over the years. And uh, he continues to do that. He continues yeah. to help people, and uh, he's just amazing how how knowledgeable he is about and he beekeeping. Loves kids. And he loves kids, and yeah. he loves beekeeping. Yeah. So he'd be another uh, person that uh, teachers to, could go to for, yeah. for information. Yeah. Well, I've had a good time. I feel bad that we're having to leave so early because I'm afraid we might 
maybe miss out on something. So, is, do you want to say hi or bye to anybody today? Well, uh, I in, always enjoy being here, and I hope you're always a lot of fun. <laughs> I hope we have. You luck. have to have a sense of humor to be with me, don't you? <laughs> yes, you do. Bless your heart. <laughs> but we uh, we have a lot of people that are interested in beekeeping, uh, even if they're interested in honey, the best honey. And I've always told people this, Truman: if you don't know your honey, make sure you know your beekeeper. You stole that from an old commercial, didn't you? No, I didn't. That's that's original. Harold L. Shires. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So okay, is that it? Uh, not all honey is the same. Yeah. Not all honey is the same. Make sure you know your beekeeper and know where your honey is coming from. And the best uh, of of that particular was it the apiary. Yeah. He's right here in Rutherford right County. Right here in Rutherford County, yeah. the best you'll find anywhere. Yeah. Just make sure your honey is from a local beekeeper, yeah. somebody that you know. Because especially if you won't get rid of all your your allergies. Yeah, especially for that. Yeah. You get some good advice from yeah. these beekeepers. So. Yeah. I enjoyed it, Zane. Thank you. I Zane appreciate Cantrell. it. All right, guys, we will see you in the morning at 9. From Sylvan Park Restaurant on Northwest Broad Street, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming online at WGNSradio.com.